Brethren, we have met to worship and adore the Lord our God. Hello and welcome to Sacred Nine Podcast. A lot of exciting things are happening. We have launched the Jewel Prize for African American Spirituals and are now accepting new spirituals arrangements from yet unpublished African American composers. There is a $1,000 prize and a premiere in New Orleans in March 2024. For guidelines and to learn how to donate to this initiative, please visit sacrednine.com jewel. For more information on giving, visit sacrednine.com giving. Here you can see donor tiers. Also, if you give exactly $300, not only will you be designated as a Doan patron, but also as a singer sponsor. Because of my lengthy discussion with Liz Argus, I have extended our Summer on Stage series one more month. Today, Liz and I will talk about shows that either need to be retired or majorly revamped. We will also talk about how to navigate playing characters who say or do things completely out of the actor's own value structure. There is a link about Liz in the show notes, and if you go to sacrednine.com slash podguestnews. I made a list of shows that I may never see again. Please, oh, please, let and, me hear. Uh, and and may never do again. And this is in no particular order. Okay. I, just, I just pulled these out of my resume, really. Okay, yes. Because I'm basically not very literate. But hmm. um, So here, here's a funny story. There's this little one-act opera called Sweet Betsy from Pike okay. that I did when I was in grad school. It has three singers in it. And I have a voice student who's a beautiful soprano, and I thought she would be perfect to play Betsy. And I was going to send her, I was going to scan the score and share it with her over the summer. And I sat down and looked at the score, and I had to write to her and say, you can't do this. Mm. That We can't do anything from this. It's they talk about their uh, the Native Americans are referred to as a, a not very complimentary term. Yeah. Throughout the entire yeah. one act opera, like there there's no way to even fix it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it it has to be just it has to be put away. It has it has to be retired. Yes. And it's sad because as artists. It's a death. Yeah. You know, to say that a work of art must be retired is is a death. Yes. I, and I think it's okay to grieve. It's okay to grieve, but but I, I think we should grieve creatively and not destructively. Maybe that's part of what this American problem is right now. There are people grieving about change, but their grief is coming out as anger and violence and not hope. Um, 42nd Street, you have, you have the director who kisses his young chorus girl and wishes her good luck as she goes mm. on stage. Um, I think South Pacific could still be done because it does deal directly with these issues, but there are, you know, I think about happy talk. Oh yeah. You know, um, there are like South Pacific, native South Pacific, indigenous South Pacific musical idioms that Richard Rogers used. Yes, absolutely. Um, that maybe, um, 
uh, South Pacific Islanders, people from Oceania might have a problem with mm, that. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's our music. It's not your music. Yeah. Um, even though South Pacific, I did an updated script the last time I was in it. We did, it was actually closer to the original where there is a knockdown drag out fight uh, yeah. that Nellie has with Emile about racism. Yeah. It was very good. And I also, the second time I played her, I played her with a Arkansas drawl. Like, uh -huh. I really went for the racist. I played the racist. This is, real quick, this is one of my favorite shows. And talking about a death, you just talked about a death. Like, the idea of never hearing nothing like a Dane with, with that, <sighs> with that t tenor tenor bass bass chorus. Right. It's just, just pure exhilaration to conduct uh -huh. that. Yeah. And not to see Luther... Uh, Billis yeah. doing his Hawaiian. Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's that whole Orientalism the Coconuts. Thing. <clears throat> yeah, it's my apologies if I'm uh, offending anyone, but this is just musical theater is just riddled with these. Absolutely. These images and these, uh, it's like stock. It's, it's like the stock in our trade is, uh, is withering. And, and we don't know where to go. Yeah. And uh, there, there's some really nice, uh, fun, beautiful, touching new musicals being written. There are other new musicals that I don't really care for. No. And no. And, uh, and and so it, it's a loss. I saw one uh, fairly recently, a, a, a new show. And um, Liz, I felt nothing. Mm -hmm. I felt nothing. Yeah. I felt nothing. I mean, I I could, I could hear the next chord that was coming. Yeah. Before it came. Oh well. Yeah. And, but and just the whole sort of um, tr triteness. Mm -hmm. But but in in the guise of really big feelings and really big emotions, but a, a really trite presentation of mm -hmm. it. You know. Yeah. Anyway. And and this this is not to disparage my young artist friends and students, but there's a lot of writing going on today which just really it just gives too much away. There's there's such a thing as subtext and subtlety, allowing the audience to fill in the the gaps is is part of the joy of being in an audience when everything is given to you. When the joke is explained, yeah, it's not good writing. No. When when uh, when lust is like uh, performed in front of your face, that uh, for me that's not fun. Yeah. You know what 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 happened to the, the audience's role? Yeah. Anyway. That's, no, it, that's really what this I, is all about. So I would love to work with young composers and young writers and, you know, just, just try to give them a perspective on this. But um, The King and I, yeah. you know, the, 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 movie, the film itself was banned in Thailand mm. because the story is an idealized, romanticized depiction of the actual true story. And so there's this myth that it's based on a true story, but it's told from the point of view of uh, European colonial power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, oh my, talk about loss. That overture. Mm. Ba -ba 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 -ba, ba -ba 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 -ba. Oh, 
it's it's just one of yeah. my it's not a song that I that anybody sings, but that right there, that counterpoint in in the overture to the King and I is just and the ballet, mm. the un, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Mm. Uh, so you know this is what's hard about Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yes. They were trying to say something, but yeah. but but today their attempts are considered clumsy. Oh yeah, and dated. Absolutely. Which is so sad. I wish they were alive today because I think they would roll up their sleeves and do something new. I think so too. I think they would say, okay. I wish there, and this is just to the Rogers and Hammerstein estate, I wish you would be open to uh, bringing some artists in and looking at these musicals and figuring out a way. I think there is a way to make The King and I work. I think there is a way, yeah. but as long as the the estate refuses to do anything about it, yeah, then we're stuck. This reminds me of um, there's at least two 19th century songwriters that were staunch abolitionists, mm -hmm. and they did not do minstrelsy, but wrote several songs in dialect. But to garner empathy and sympathy toward the slave. Right. So it's, it's kind of the same thing. They were trying to do a good thing. But of course, those songs cannot mm -hmm. be performed today because they're just, wow, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But they, they were trying to say something, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Go on with that list. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it carousel. There's, there's uh, yeah. uh, domestic violence. Yes. And she says, uh, when he slapped me, it felt like a kiss, you know? Oh, that's ew. just classic, it's classic gaslighting. Gaslighting, that's right, yeah. You know? What do we do with that? Now, now, again, I feel like there could be a way to do that. Because, because there is domestic violence, because and that's a thing. Because there is domestic violence, and that's a thing, and victims of domestic violence very often... Um, have been uh, gaslighted into interpreting this violence as love. Yeah. I mean, this is how children cope with abuse. Well, they loved me. You know, this is what yeah. this is what happens very often before an abusive act. I'm only doing this because I love you. Oh. You know. Yeah. And uh, and and Carousel is full of that. Yeah. In fact, he, Billy Bigelow. He, he goes back to visit his daughter and he loses his temper and slaps her. You know, he still hasn't learned his lesson. There's so much in there. Yeah. It, which, if we were given permission to work on yeah. it, uh, and I would like to see these workshops happen with young people. I would like to bring in people under 30 yeah. to work on it. I would like to listen. I, I bet they've got great ideas. Because they, they, they love the music, too, I know, yeah. because they bring it to my voice lessons. Yes, that's right. They yeah. want to they, they sing this they music. Do. They, they do. They love it. Yes, they do. Um, it's beautiful music. Um, Oklahoma doesn't really have any uh, um, outwardly racist material in it, but it's all about the Oklahoma Territory, and there's not one mention of Native Americans, mm. not once in the entire musical. Yeah. And it's about, you know, gonna be a state, gonna make it great, 
Oklahoma, you know, and that and that was like the. I think it's one of the most uh, performed musicals. Yeah, it, it's there everywhere in America. There are dozens of productions of Oklahoma happening. Yeah. right now. It's funny because Rodgers and Hammerstein is not. They are not my favorite musical theater duo. But Oklahoma is the is the most favorite show I've ever um, conducted. There's something about mm-hmm. the sort of alchemy in that one, mm-hmm. musically speaking. Yeah. But you know, um, this is a really unpopular opinion, audience listeners but there are some there are some lyrics from uh, from Hammerstein that I think are just terrible I mean terrible for example mm-hmm. yeah I want to hear your <laughs> examples let's go I, so I might get canceled after this <laughs> but um I touch your hand and my arms grow strong like a pair of birds that burst in song like what is that I mean how I mean how is a pair of birds that burst in song Mm-hmm. A simile for my arms grow strong. It doesn't even. It doesn't even like visualize. It doesn't no, hold up to a visualization. Let alone it's like ridiculous. I don't think of birds as strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even singing birds, I don't think of them as quote strong. And that's one of many examples mm-hmm. of his lyrics that I'm. Some of them are great, mm-hmm. but then some of them are like, mm, yeah. You know. Anyways, that's just yeah, well, neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah, and you know. My apologies to all the Hammerstein fans out there. What we miss, what I miss, is Richard Rodgers' music. Oh, yeah. That's, I could listen to instrumental recordings of all of these musicals. And isn't it interesting how when he was paired with Hart, Hart. it's a whole different feeling. Yes. it, like they're like little, little, little gems mm-hmm. as opposed to these big sweeping mm-hmm. things with Hammerstein. So I haven't done any research on those two or mm-hmm. those other two, but that would be so just much him fun. him morphing. Yep. To kind of fit the lyric. What a musician. I know. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'll I'll always be grateful to Oscar Hammerstein for taking. Stephen Sondheim under your wing oh, yes. and, and mentoring him. So, you know, it's kind of like we, we're we're all flawed, and yeah. uh, I think we 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 can admire somebody even with their flaws. Do you know what lyric um, Sondheim hates of his own? Oh, it's uh, I feel pretty, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, just I feel funny and fizzy and fine. He hates that part, or he hated. That part, uh, I like it. I'm he's just not, saying he's not a teenage girl. Well, no, but, I <laughs> but any teenage girl could relate to funny and fizzy and fine. <laughs> I certainly could. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's probably thinking that was just too easy. Probably, or a little to throw away yeah. or something. But yeah, fizzy. I like fizzy. a person being fizzy. I yeah. like that. Yeah, um, bromidic. Bromidic, yes. <laughs> um, uh, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. I was just kind of brainstorming. Yes. Again, there's nothing really wrong. I mean, the show's hilarious, but it's all about slavery. Mm. Yeah. What do we do with that? Do we just laugh? Do we just Interesting. laugh? Interesting. Yeah, yes. I don't know. I'm, no. I'm probably, I'm going to really tick a lot of people off. They're going to say, thanks, Liz. You're ruining all well, of Well, they these. can blame me because that's what I wanted. Um, now, 
Now, this is interesting. I think, I'm pretty sure there is a revival of Anything Goes yeah. in New York yeah, right now. there is, yes. Now, the, the last two productions of Anything Goes I was involved in, in the 80s and the early 90s, there are, uh, again, we have Yellow Face. Yes. I am positive that what they've done is they've cleaned that up. Well, the last time we did it, those characters were there, but we the, the actors were Asian. Right. I remember last, that. That was maybe, oh, mm -hmm. a good 10 years ago yeah. or more. Yeah, yep. I remember, yeah. So so that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, But I'm, I, I can't believe that this show, now I'm speaking out of ignorance. I may be completely wrong. But the thing about Anything Goes is this is a Cole Porter musical. Yeah. And... The books of the Cole Porter musical are flexible. They're, yes, absolutely. They're, they're all every Cole Porter musical except Kiss Me Kate, which is on my list, uh, is not really strictly a book musical. It's like a it's a jukebox musical, right? And an excuse to put all these amazing right, songs together, right? And and really all of the um, Gershwin musicals except Porgy and Bess are also. Oh, absolutely. You can do whatever you want with those. You can repackage them any way you want. But the problem, though, even if even if Broadway has cleaned them up, mm -hmm. they often don't let us lowly theater companies license them that way. The Oh, really? Yeah. For example, Music Man. I mean, uh -huh. the, the, that whole like Native American thing is still there. Well, that's frustrating. Yeah. It's like, why? No, because Charlie and I had even spoken about anything goes because mm -hmm. you know people like it yeah and why wouldn't they yeah um but great i'm not gonna do it if it's got if it's still got that those characters those in characters. there just kind of running around you know yeah being the butt of every joke right exactly annie get your gun <laughs> same thing i'm an indian too right is in there and and there, there there's a um there's an indian chief that is like a major Character in Absolutely, the show. yes. What do you do with that? Um, Kiss Me Kate, Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. It, again, even just calling her a shrew. Now that's a Shakespearean problem, and I'll leave it up to the Shakespeare people. Yeah, they have, they have problems of, the of their own for sure. Right, they've got plenty of problems of their own. Um, um, but, you know, it's, it's a woman is being spanked on stage to. Uh, pull her in line, you know, to yeah. get her to obey her father's wishes. What on earth do you do with that? I know. Big River, which is such a beautiful, heartwarming show, at least according to my memory. Uh, you have the relationship between Jim, the, uh, the enslaved person who is running away, and Huckleberry Finn, yeah, um, trying to head up to free territory, uh, uh, trying to get out of the Confederacy. Um, but there, there are scenarios, and there's th that sheriff, very, very racist. Yes, very. Yeah. We did that recently. I think we. I don't know if we. We did. It was if, 2016. If, I if think. We, if we kept the language in, or we took the language out. I no, I, I know we had, it, there, there was at least one time mm -hmm. where we kept it in. Yeah. Because it, it was, it's just so central to this. So, right. 
central to the story. Yeah. It, it, so it's like, ouch, what do you do with that, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, by the way, a link to a story about Big River is in that email. Okay, good. You know, about that show, and again, I didn't think about it so much at the time, but, you know, we had, we had um, an ensemble of African-Americans, mm-hmm. you know, that were, I think they were in chains, like on stage, mm-hmm. and they were singing that, you know, the, the spiritual, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was an actual spiritual or something written to be kind of a neo-spiritual or what have you. But, I mean, I think it's odd to, to ask African Americans to play that. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how... I mean, they, they did it, so mm-hmm. they, they must... Maybe they thought that there was some relevance to, to doing it, something mm-hmm. that could not cause harm, but maybe do some kind of good. good. Yeah. I don't know, but it's still... I, I wouldn't want to ask anybody to play an enslaved person anymore. Although, yeah. I mean, it happens. I mean, Right. But, I mean, I'm not the one. I, I just... Yeah. I don't know. It, it's very uncomfortable. Right, and we all have to navigate this um, with our consciences, yeah. honoring what our consciences are telling right. us to do. Yeah, uh, and then um, and then try to treat each other with grace, understanding that we're not all in the same place. Yeah, but but that change is here. It's it's. It's not going away. I think there are, um, there's a significant percentage of Americans who would like this change to go away, who would like to turn back the clock. Yeah. They would like to go back to 2000, the year 2000, put things back at least the way they were 25 years ago. Um, and they're doing their best, um, to try to frighten a lot of other Americans yeah. in, into believing that's what we need to do, um, but I have I have a lot of hope that they won't succeed. Yeah, the sooner we agree that this is something that needs to be done, and just roll up our sleeves and do the work. Yeah, create something new. Yeah. The last show on my list is Pajama Game. Oh, I throw I'm not that familiar. In there. Well, my husband, my, my my husband, we were talking about this podcast. He said, "Well, you have to mention Pajama Game." He was he did it when he was in high school. He said, "You can't do that show anymore. The whole show from beginning to end is about workplace sexual harassment." Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and it's he he in his opinion, it's not fixable. You just can't fix it. If it's if it's in the show, basically the whole time, then no, mm-hmm. you can't do anything with and, it. And you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. Men will be men. The yeah. women are asking for it. You know. Yes, absolutely. Just so, it's an interesting time. Yeah. Thank you for that list. That's really okay. that's really a lot. It's, just, it's more than I could, even came up with on my own. Um, now. This is a, if you don't want to go here, mm-hmm. I, I know that you have a strong faith, mm-hmm. a strong religious faith. Mm-hmm. And there have been times in the 25 years I've known you, and I can't think of an example of it, but mm-hmm. that I think your character would is doing something that Liz Argus would never do, mm-hmm. would say something Liz Argus would never say. Mm-hmm. 
holds a value system or worldview that Liz Argus would never have. Mm -hmm. And I know that's what acting is about. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, I also know another actor that, that, um, that works with us a lot who will refuse mm -hmm. to say certain things, to dress mm -hmm. a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you've never been that person who says, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say that. So like, ha talk to us about how a person of faith, a person of strong faith like you, mm -hmm. how do you navigate things like that? Um, well, it hasn't been easy, and there uh, there have been times when um, I've been, I, I guess I'll use the word frightened, maybe a little bit frightened about, about what I was going to need to do. Do I turn this down? Do I say, I can't do this? Or can I find a way to... Um, to justify doing it, and I've I've pretty much come up with um, a loose rule, and this is by no means me telling other people this is what you have to do, but I think it's important for us to tell the whole human story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's important for us to not pretend like there is no, uh, that there's nothing wrong or wounded or, um, or evil out there, um, that, that it can really help an audience to, because, so, so I need to back up. I feel like art um, is not about me. So it's, it's, it's really not about, I mean, I love it. I enjoy doing it. I like performing. I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the applause and all that kind of, I mean, I like yeah. all that. But, but it's work. It's more work than anything else. And I see the work as a service. And I see over and over and over again that audiences come to the theater because they need something. Mm. There's a need that has to be fed. There's a hunger that has to be fed. And if all we feed them is um, sunshine and bluebirds and uh, trite, childish uh, stories, yeah. we're not really feeding uh, mature people the kinds of stories that they need to be fed. Yeah. They need to be able to see themselves in, in me or another character on the stage. They need to be able to identify. If, if I'm playing a character who is just not even somebody I would want to be friends with, then, uh, well, it's, it's hard, but I, but, but I have to... Uh, I have to find a way to to find something to love or to sympathize with, uh, to understand about this character. Okay, most monsters. I don't. I don't believe any monsters are born. Mm. They're made. And uh, 
and their their actions and their choices and their words are are the are the fruit of their torment their inner torment and um and so it's even hard to see them as monsters if you understand them that yeah. way um so i think it 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 can be helpful to an audience member to see uh, uh, an unsavory character because it may speak to maybe a monster that they're grappling with inside themselves. On the other hand, if, if the show itself, if the arc of the show, and this is another thing that's important to me, you were talking about new works that just leave you cold yeah. I'm always looking for a show that has an arc. And the arc has to be in the direction of good. Mm. It could end tragically, like Cabaret. Yeah. But the arc of the show is in the direction of good. It's pointing, it's pointing uh, toward good, which is what, uh, the, what we wish... We wish that people had made other choices yeah. by the end of that show. Mm -hmm. So that points back toward a good, uh, an opportunity for good that was lost. Yeah. But, but we need opportunities to understand that, to understand regret, to understand we made a bad choice. Yeah. I did a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I did the wrong thing. And other humans have done that too. If a show can, can take an audience through some kind of journey, a moral journey. If an audience is, um, unless they're just asleep, if, if an audience is required to grapple with the choices that the actors are making, and there's some redemptive feature to that story, most of the time I'm willing to do whatever it takes mm. to make that happen. Yeah. Just recently, though, really for the first time in my whole career, I was asked to do a play and to play a character who said things that even if I would never say it and did things, even if I would never do them, I couldn't even bring myself to do in the play. Mm. And also because I read the whole script and in the end it just... It didn't go anywhere. It didn't do what you said. It didn't point toward it good. It didn't point toward good. Yeah. Any kind of good. It's good to have it a credo just a, like that, I it think. It was just a cynical... Yeah. It was just a snapshot of, of a, a cynical aspect mm. of our life, of contemporary life. And I thought, well, what... You know... Yeah. It, what's this going to leave people with? It, so I'm not... Like, shows don't have to have happy endings... And, um, uh, um, and I'm, I'm willing to even wage war with God on stage and, and challenge God mm. for what's going on. Mm -hmm. I think we should. Yeah. I tell people when they share with me that they're mad at God, I say, well, s tell him, Go tell him he can, yeah. he can take it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's what he wants. He wants that engagement, that struggle, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, um, and this, and this is where we are. This is our life. Yeah. Our life is, 
Our life is right now filled with so much uncertainty. There, every day, where at least I'm tempted to just despair. I see the, the the paths that people are people in power are choosing, and and it's um, it can be really really depressing, but. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm married to a historian. I, I, uh, I've, I've learned to try to just kind of take a long view and say, look, we've been at major, major impasses in the past. Yeah. And also the United States is very young. Yeah. Yeah. Relatively so, speaking, yeah. You know, I think, I think Europeans maybe sometimes laugh at us a little bit. Because oh, I think they absolutely Because we're do. so immature. <laughs> we're so immature, and so many of us have this, and this is a whole Sacred Nine project I want to do. I want to call it unhatriotic. And that's not, not worth explaining right now, but mm -hmm. just like, you know, we're immature, and we think we're the greatest country that ever lived and ever will live. I know. And it's just so self-serving and just so... So monolithic, you know. Like it's just, what? Right. Like, yeah. You know, if 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 we want to, if we if we want to stray in the direction of faith and religion and and Christianity in particular, you know, Christianity was doing just fine before seventeen seventy six. Yeah. There was yeah. no America. Right. So. But we are Americans. Yes, we are. We live in the United States. Yeah. And we work in this fakakta <laughs> profession. There you go. Uh, this, this might seem like a step back, but I wanted to ask you, um, listeners, she's played virtually every leading lady that you can think of, but what, what's fallen through the cracks? What, what, what do you wish you had played or will play or what have you? Or do you have any, do you, do you have thoughts like that? Yeah, well, let's see. Well, I mean, The Music Man. I, oh, I, you never did Marion. I, I never played Marion. So I just, How I just leapfrogged straight to playing her mother. Never played Marion Peru. Um, hmm. Uh, I got to play, um, Carrie Pipperidge in Carousel, but never got to play Julie Jordan. Oh, uh, okay. I think that would have been fun. Mm -hmm. um, now, which one sings... Um, if I Loved no. You? Mr. Snow? Yes. That's Carrie Pipperidge. That's your son. Yeah, I that got to is play my, that. That is one of my absolute well, favorite my grandfather songs. loved it, too. I always had to sing it to him at the table, at the dinner table. I sang... Mr. Snow until he passed away. The only sad thing about that, and it's not even sad. Well, it, there's a couple of sad things. That's one show that I haven't ever conducted that I would love to mm -hmm. conduct. And two, it you know, it's not as well known because it's so specific. Mm -hmm. If I Loved You is like a love song, but this is mm -hmm. like Mr. Snow and, you know, Whiskers and all this it's different things. It's a great song. It's, a, it's the so The chords sweet. in it. Yeah. Oh. My, my father used to love it when I would say, well, Mr. Snow, here I am. That's so, it's so charming. It's just so charming. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've been like just really damn lucky. I've, there aren't very many shows that have fallen through the cracks. There, there aren't. But now I'm going to correct you on something. What? Um, lucky is a relative term. 
if you if you weren't good, you wouldn't have had all those opportunities. Well, to also, I mean, and I know maybe you had an extra advantage with dancing lessons as a mm -hmm. child or what. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying you wouldn't have been offered all those roles if you were just a mediocre performer. Well, I guess it's it's just beginning to dawn on me. Yeah, well, let it dawn on. Because take I've, it. I've never, <laughs> I've never really been able to like turn around and like admit that. But and that's also part of your charm too, because it's, it's someone that has your experience and your talent. Oftentimes, there's a big old ego that comes along with it, and I've never, ever seen it. I mean, if you if you have anything like that in you, you you know how to just kind of like, you know, express it in your own way at some other place. We all do, mm -hmm. but I'm saying you've absolutely never. You've never been any kind of, you've just never, I don't know. I've never seen it. And that's to your credit. Well, I don't know what to say. Yeah, well, don't, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything. I, I, well, thank you. You're, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say thank you. Sure. You know, when, um, when you listen to this, there's always a time at the, at the end of my episodes. Mm -hmm. I, they, they start and end the same way. Mm -hmm. There's this, brethren, we have met to... And at the end, it's, it's, the end, it's like bookends of the same song. Mm -hmm. And um, right before the ending, mm -hmm. there's this little, as we're talking, there's this little, it starts to come up from silence, da, 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 and then it stops. And then somebody says something, and then da 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 da, da the end. Mm -hmm. And so that little place in there is for um an aphor what is it aphorism or a a um, little something a, a little a bon mot yeah a little yeah. bon mot and as we were talking i'm like i've got so many bon mots for this ending today mm -hmm. just from what you've been saying like just the whole pointing toward good is one there are mm -hmm. so many little bon mots you've given us today so well you. i get that from my mother she was very very wise she always had a bon mot I miss her. Yeah. 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 And more yeah. recently, your father. Yeah. Well, actually, he passed away before she did. Oh, they okay. Were, they were both within like two years oh, of each other. Oh, my heavens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Mom. With sweet man Oh, that's another bongo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because of my mother that I'm in musical theater. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no way I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Mm -hmm. I think we can leave it there. Okay. I mean, Liz, we have been... We've, we've been like talking like two hours. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, not quite, but I mean, almost an hour, a solid hour and a half. I mean, mm -hmm. I might split this up into two episodes even. Okay. I am beginning a long-term personal exploration around American patriotism that will definitely result in a musical presentation at some point. Although it is not uploaded yet, please take the time to take the survey and to tell all your friends and family about it. My goal is to have all kinds of demographics represented. When it does emerge, the URL will be sacred9.com patriotic.